Look, I wrote a new song. Ready? It goes like this. Ready? Da da dun dun dun. Another woke bites the dust. Da da dun dun dun. Another woke bites the dust. And another one's got all right. I didn't write it. I took an existing song and I changed one word, but you get the you get the drift. What's up? This is Marque Saves the Republican. Man, what a day for celebration if you live in the city of Chicago or anywhere in the world. Because what happened in Chicago last night with the mayoral election bodes well for pretty much everybody. Everybody in the world can uh, benefit from what happened in Chicago. The people in Chicago, some of the most liberal people in the entire world, they ousted Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who, yes, she was uh, and still is, I guess, gay and black and a woman. I assume she's, you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know if she's a woman. I don't know what she you know, looking at, I'd say like 90%, I'm 90% sure she's a woman. Uh, but when you look at what happened to her, she's gone. She's out, man. She is. She has been one of the least effective and probably most dangerous and deadly mayors any city in the United States, probably the world has ever had. And uh, the people of Chicago took note. In fact, not only did she lose her election, she lost in spectacular fashion. Because of the crime wave, because of her woke policies, because of her racism, because of the way she treated uh, white reporters and and, you know, conservatives and the way she just ignored the issues of Chicago, um, because of all that, the people in Chicago said, look, you're out, lady. And it, it wasn't even I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't even close. It was one of those things where, you know, in, in most mayoral elections or in a lot of mayoral elections, what happens is you have a bunch of people running here in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm based. We're going to have an election next week. There's like nine people, I think, running for mayor, eight or nine people. And the first thing they do is they go through and they say, all right, vote for who you want to be. Vote for who you want. Um, and then after they vote for who they want, they take the top. If somebody gets 50 percent of the vote, then boom, they win. You have to get 50% or more to win your mayoral election flat out. If that doesn't happen, and typically when you have like eight or nine or 12 people, um, you know, running, you're not, no one person is going to get 50% of the vote unless they're super popular. Uh, so when that happens, there's a runoff election and they take the top two vote getters. Well, Lori Lightfoot of Chicago was so bad and she was so unpopular and she was so just hated in her city that she didn't even make the top two. She was, the, she got the third. She got 17% of the vote. Now, you have to be a really bad mayor to not even go to the runoff of an election in your own city. You've for the, for the people in the city to say, look, there's two other people running who we want more than this woman uh, is really, really bad news. In fact, she's the first mayor in 40 years, four decades in Chicago that has lost her reelection bid flat out. And of course, being a black gay liberal woman, uh, she, of course, blamed her race and sexism and um, white supremacy and stuff for her loss. She said that she said that she was treated unfairly because she's a black woman in America. Um, now, again, some might look at Chicago and say, well, maybe it has nothing to do with identity politics. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with who you like to jump into bed with at night, uh, who you like to fondle and kiss, what color your skin is or what kind of genitals you have inside your pants. Maybe that's not the reason why people don't want you to be mayor. Maybe it's because crime, violent crime has skyrocketed 52% in the past year, 100% the year after that, 
Maybe it's because there are dozens of shootings and killings and dead people in Chicago every single year. Maybe it's because the criminals and the gangs and everyone else have been able to, they've been running rampant in Chicago. They've been running that town. Maybe that's the reason. You know, maybe it's not because of the, the, uh, the you know, your sexual preference or uh, maybe it's not because of your heritage or your creed. Uh, maybe it's because you're horrible at your job. You know, maybe, maybe the people in Chicago were just like, man, I really don't want to fear for my life anymore. You know, there's, there's uh Chicago is a one. It's like the third largest city in the country, I think. And it has seen one of the biggest um, decreases in, in safety, in, uh, in, um, you know, they'd seen the biggest increase in, uh, you know, um, violent crime and criminal behavior and theft and drug, uh, you know, violence and, and gang violence. I mean, the Michigan Avenue, wherever all the cool shops are, people used to just stroll up and down Michigan Avenue. They used to go into the stores. Now a lot of the stores are seeing, you know, uh, a, a, a um, shockwave of, of, you know, felonious, uh, you know, I guess we call it shoplifting or pickpocketing, really just theft. And again, that's all because of Lori Lightfoot's very, very hands-off approach to crime in Chicago. It's a very, I mean, when you want to talk about criminal um, policy or, or crime policy in a city like Chicago, a, a large urban area, uh, a city with a lot of people in it, a lot of crime, a lot of potential for crime, a city that has long been known for criminal you know, activity and crime. When you see all of that and when you see uh, there's a mayor there who doesn't really do anything, has a hands-off attitude, has a laissez-faire, if you will, um, attitude toward crime, and, and you, you see it skyrocket, you have to think to yourself, well, that's not working. And now they're looking for a change. They voted in, well, they voted her out basically, uh, but there's two dudes now who are gonna be going, they're gonna be going to the runoff election and one of them will be the mayor. Um, it's interesting to see that for the second time this week, we've had this, this explosion of, of you're kind of a turnaround of anti-wokeness. The first was Disney. Disney lost their status, the Reedy Creek Development District. You know, they're, they, Disney for a long time, a lot of you know this, in the state of Florida, they ran as their own entity. They were their own government. It wasn't just Disney World cool theme park with Mickey Mouse and Dumbo rides and a big castle in the middle of it. It wasn't just Space Mountain and Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain, which no longer will be Splash Mountain, but it's going to be something else woke. It, was not a, it wasn't just that. It was its own little district, its own government. And it was... It was, man, it was self-serving and they had their own electrical company. They had their own um, municipality. They had their own police department and fire department and they were, and they got a lot of tax breaks and they made a lot of money. And then they started attacking the legislation and the legislators in the state of Florida. They started attacking the uh, Parental Rights and Education Act, which parents in Florida, which legislators in Florida, which voters in Florida said, we need, we want, we want to protect our kids. Disney World a, or Disney, the Disney company, a company that was built upon family values, a company that was built on childhood entertainment and marketing to kids and drawing families into the state of Florida and drawing families into their little private government, uh, ironically said, you know what, we're not about that. We're gonna fight against the Parental Rights and Education Act. We're gonna fight against parents having a say in their children's education and future and what they do learn and what they can't learn. We're gonna fight against parents who wanna protect their kids. Weird stance for a for a uh, company to take, especially like I said, a corporation that is in, that is solely interested in entertaining families and drawing kids and their parents in to their theme parks and their movies and their TV series and their shops and whatever else. 
But they were they they were uh, they were taken aback, man. They were they were not prepared for Governor Ron DeSantis to revoke their Reedy Creek development status. And now they're just like any other business. They don't have their own government. They aren't self-governing. They have to uh, they have to abide by the laws and the edicts and the taxes here in the state of Florida. Also, they got to pay back like seven hundred thousand dollars. So woke Disney got a got a slap in the face by um, by a conservative governor here in Florida. And woke Lori Lightfoot woke up to a rude awakening in Chicago because look, folks, uh, you know, you know this, I know this, and it's an interesting turnaround. I knew this would happen. I didn't know how soon it would happen, uh, but I'm glad we're starting to see it. What you're seeing now is you're seeing the other side of this woke movement. What happened in Chicago is going to be a, a turnaround point for a lot of other cities. And if you're the mayor of LA or San Francisco or Seattle, if you run a state that is typically, uh, you know, going down the tubes, the states where that people are fleeing, states like New York, states like Massachusetts, states like Michigan, if you're in one of those states and you're the governor and people are leaving in droves because they don't feel safe, they don't like what's happening in your schools, they don't feel like they're, they feel like their rights are being taken away from them and they feel like you're tyrannical and they're like, screw this, I'm out, I'm going to Florida, I'm going to Tennessee, I'm going to Texas. I'm going to one of these, I'm going to Idaho or Iowa or Ohio or in one of these other states where there's still freedom and there's still common sense and people don't let criminals run around shooting each other and say we're getting crime under control like Lori Lightfoot would do in Chicago. With all of that happening, uh, you're starting to see a turnaround. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that this is the beginning of some pretty good things for the United States of America. Because people, here's, here's really what's important to people. People like to pretend that this woke stuff is important to them because it makes them feel good. They feel socially accepted. If you walk around saying, man, you know what? I voted for the gay black woman because I am socially responsible and I understand that uh, we need progressive change in this country. You're doing it not because you think that's the best person for the job. You're doing it because you think other people are gonna think you're a better person for voting that way the same thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is, is trying to pander to a certain segment of the population. So when he chooses a vice president, he doesn't say, I'm going to look around. I'm going to find the best person for the job. He goes, I'm going to find a woman, which was his first thing. Uh, he said, I'm going to find a woman to be vice president. What if there's no women out there who could do the job as well as a man? Doesn't matter. We need a woman because I need women, progressive women to think that I believe in what they believe. I believe that that's more important than anything else. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Then the George Floyd riots ro uh, rolled in and he changed it. He goes, forget that, that whole woman thing. Uh, uh, We're going to make it even more specific. I'm going to choose a black woman to be president or to be vice president of the United States. Same thing happened with the Supreme Court justice. Anthony Kennedy retired. He goes, oh, I don't know who we're going to pick, but it's going to be a black woman. When Jen Psaki retired and went to MSNBC for a much more lucrative position, he said, guess what? I'm going to choose a gay black woman to be her uh, to be her, um, you know, uh, predecessor, what to, to proceed her, pardon me. And uh, even though she can't barely talk, doesn't understand how politics works and really has no inkling of how to do the job as press secretary. Doesn't matter. It's all identity politics and the train wreck and the and the I mean, just the, the stuff that's happening in Chicago. You can also see happening in the press room and other places where people aren't given, um, you know, common sense ideas or merit based promotions. And that's something that's very important. That's something we need to get back to. And that's something the next president, whoever the next president is, really needs to uh, really needs to look for. I mean, you're going to as soon as you if wokeness takes over your entire life, if wokeness takes over your municipal leadership, 
If you create policies for economics or public safety or education based solely on whether or not other people are going to see you as progressive or see you as one of those weird conservatives who doesn't like change, then everything is going to go down the tubes because not every conservative idea is bad. You know, uh, the idea that there's two genders and not an unnameable amount is not a bad idea. In fact, it's supported by a lot of, you know, science. Um, you know, the fact that people say, hey, look, we don't need to teach our kids about this stuff in school. We should teach them, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, history, civics, the important things. That's what school teachers are for. Any questions they have about sexuality or sexual development or sexual identity, they can go to their parents or their doctor or both. These are all common sense. These are all common sense ideas, or at least they were at one point. Uh, now, because of the the bastardization of all this stuff by the woke movement, you're starting to see the the demise of the American population. Now, the good news is that the way America is set up, and this is really, this is fascinating too. The way that America was set up, these United States, these little pockets of people, these populations that are self-governing under this bigger blanket of federalism, because of that, because that was set up that way, the United States of America is, while it will fluctuate in its dominance, it's, it will never 100% fall the way some people say that it will, because you have some states that still maintain constitutionality, they still maintain what the founding principles are, they still maintain freedom and liberty for all. And they believe that, uh, you know, that, that common sense and ability and merit should be considerations when choosing somebody to lead the country or when making laws. They believe that capitalism and, you know, putting in hard work and having good ideas and, you know, the survival of the fittest, all that kind of stuff, they believe that that's all good stuff. And that if, if everybody has the opportunity to do that, there's more opportunity for everybody. These are all proven, by the way, American ideals. Um, and because they're, each state and each city has the ability to do that, then you will never see the entire country go down the tubes because you will have states that fight back and people will eventually see a turnaround. If you look at what's going on here in Florida, man, somebody in Florida, somebody in Florida got elected to be governor and said, hey, we don't, we're not going to put up with these mandates. We're not going to put up with these lockdowns. We're not going to put up with this, these, this grooming of our children. We're not going to put up with these illegal immigrants being shipped into our state. We're going to fight back against that. And because of that, the state flourishes, the state blooms, people start moving in here, people start valuing the freedom, word gets out. And now all these other states that have been the opposite, where you have these, these lunatic leftists who are totally woke and want to transform their entire society into these woke utopias where where they control everything and everybody's equal and nobody can offend anybody else. And you can do and say and be whatever you want, which is totally, I mean, that's just, that's just ridiculous. That goes against human nature. When that happens, you know, you start to say, you start to be able to compare the two because we're not just one country, but we're 50 individual States. People in the United States can say, Hey, look over here in Washington, for example, or, or Portland or uh, Oregon or California, they're doing it this way and they have skyrocketing crime. They have ridiculously high taxes. They have inflation. They have homeless and drug addicts pooping on their streets. That's, you know, that's probably not, that's probably not what I want for my state. And over here in Florida and Tennessee, uh, you know, in North Carolina, they're doing it. They've got actually low crime and they've got people moving there and they've got great investment and, and, you know, there's no taxes and people are thriving. I mean, I kind of want my life in my state to be like that. 
because we have these 50 individual states, we're always able to compare and contrast. And at the end of the day, most people will pick the freedom loving liberty or liberty loving freedom defending way of life other than this woke crap that's destroying so many cities in America because people look, they want to survive. You know, the people in Chicago, the, the basic human instinct, when you wake up every single day, your basic human instinct is how am I going to survive today? You know, I'm a human, I'm alive. My number one priority is to keep myself alive as long as possible. So you get up and you eat some food. Maybe you go exercise, you go to work because you need some money to pay for your house, whatever it is. You've got to keep yourself alive as long as possible because that is human nature. And if you live in a place where crime is high because your mayor sucks, uh, crime is, you know, you could, you, the uh, risk of getting murdered or shot or robbed or carjacked or just beat up for no reason whatsoever by a gang member, if that continues to increase in your city or your state or your municipality, you're going to look around and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not helping me. My whole number one goal is to live as long as possible. My number one goal is to survive this life and keep my body going as long as humanly possible. And now that I've got all this crime and danger, this is bad news. I've got to either A, move, or B, change the person in charge and get somebody in there who's going to help protect me. And that's what happened in Chicago. The people in Chicago said, our number one human instinct is to stay alive and not get killed on the streets. And Lori Lightfoot is not helping with that. So we're going to get rid of her and we're going to bring in someone else. And that basic human instinct, along with the common sense examples from some of these other states like Florida, like Tennessee, like Texas, like, you know, North Carolina, uh, the, the common sense principles, along with that basic human instinct to live as long as possible, that's what's going to keep America afloat. And, um, and even though some people like Lori Lightfoot slip through the cracks, there will always be other people to, you know, push him back down into the crack, <laughs> which is exactly what happened in Chicago. Listen, top secret document notepads are available now. The Joe Biden top secret document notepad. You have to get these. There's a uh, couple of press uh, um, stories being written about these today. These are great. We made these just after Joe Biden's garage was, um, you know, it was, it was found out that there were top secret documents in his garage. They say top secret on them. They have Joe Biden's watermark in his Corvette there. They've got redactions and, of course, the ice cream stain, which so many people say, oh, my God, I love the ice cream stain. And it looks so realistic. And each pad comes with 50 pages. So you have plenty of paper to take your notes. They're great for conservatives. They're great for you want to really, you know, tick off one of those woke folk. You want to tick off a liberal. They're great to give to them as well. And they're available right now at topsecretnotepad.com. You can if you're watching on social media, whatever, you can click on the link in bio uh, or you can just go to topsecretnotepad.com and you can get as many of these as you want. Uh, like I said, they're fantastic gifts. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe on Apple iTunes or Spotify, whatever, follow. I think on Apple it says follow. Make sure you follow because that way you're going to get these shows each and every day and you're going to get the news of the day first and you're going to find out which woke folk um, bit the dust this time and why it's better for the country. Uh, you know, if there's problems popping up somewhere, we'll let you know about those as well. And we'll do it here every single morning first. So subscribe to Mark K Saves the Republic because, well, that's one of the best ways that you and me and everyone else can save the republic.